Welcome back to the John Katz Matidis Cats at Night show. In studio, we have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg. We have Governor David Patterson, John Katz Matidis, and myself, Lydia Serrano. And on the line, we have the next governor of New York, hopefully. Lee, oh, <laughs> Lee Zeldin, welcome back to Cats at Night. Hey, it's great to be with all of you. Well, we had uh, Ed Cox leave the room. so that, uh, Let the that. record reflect. Let the record reflect because I understand he's doing something that he can't be in the same room with you. Well, he's doing an independent, right? Independent Whatever. Independent don't, don't even talk about it. He's gone. He's so, gone. So, so, Lee, you, so uh, Lee Zeldin, you can talk. Tell us what the hell's going on. Uh, whose polls are right? Uh, uh, John McLaughlin's polls have you neck and neck. Um, Hochul's polls have, have you 15, uh, 15 points down. points down. Give us your feelings. Where the heck are we? Uh, right now, we're just a few points behind. We're in a, a great position for being in the middle of September. A couple of the public polls that came out in the last couple of weeks uh, to look at the Trafalgar poll had it as a four-point race. Uh, another group called Coefficient had it as a six-point race. Uh, we're tracking it as just a few points down ourselves. And uh, when you know George Pataki was running against Mario Cuomo in 94, the last six polls that came out, the last week of that race uh, had George Pataki down in all six. Actually, four of the six had him down double digits. Yeah, one poll had him down 15 points. That's right. The, yeah, the Daily News poll, uh, which was a poll that was highly regarded with great respect as a, a poll that, that always nails the winner, uh, they had him down uh, double digits, and uh, Pataki obviously won by three and a half. The polls were about 15 points off that week. That average was about 11 and a half. So for us to be in this position right now is great. Uh, we have got a really great week all throughout the week. A lot of uh, Democrat uh, current elected officials, former elected officials, uh, Democrat leaders, uh, all partnering with one shared goal. We have to take back our streets. And, you know, as, as John Katzmatidis understands better than anybody else, it's all about who do you trust more to make sure the streets of New York are safe. Uh, for all New Yorkers who are hitting their breaking point right now, struggling, affording to survive here, waking up to stories of corruption like this, over $600 million no-bid contract that Kathy Hochul awarded to a campaign, a top campaign donor and paid twice the going rate for the COVID tests. You know, it's just important for us to have balance in Albany, a government that we can be proud of, and a situation where people don't have to flee the state and we can actually bring more people and businesses here. This is about saving New York, and it doesn't matter whether you're Republican, Democrat, or independent. We saving have New York. Lee Zeldin, I've said that, and I've said this to Kathy Hochul, too. I've said that in September and October – People are going to determine who's going to keep New York City safe, and that's all we want. You know, charge us whatever you want to charge us in taxes, you know, but keep us safe. Uh, you know, people want to want to re- come back to work. They want to be able to ride subways. They want to be able to ride buses. I want to be able to walk through Harlem again and, and, and be safe, and that's all we want. And, and locally, uh, in Nassau County, Suffolk County, the five boroughs, four boroughs in New York, Westchester, you know what they want? The hell with congestion pricing. They're going to suck our blood until we die. Lee, what do you say about the congestion pricing fiasco? I oppose 
the congestion pricing plan. Uh, Kathy Hochul supports the congestion pricing plan. Uh, If you want more people to be riding public transportation, you need to improve the experience, the service. I actually just today, for example, I was riding the New York City subway uh, all throughout the city. And at one point I was talking to a commuter who's Jewish, uh, Orthodox Jewish. And he said that he used to uh, ride the subways with his yarmulke on, which he wears all the time. But he has to take it off when he rides the subway. And, you know, we got to continuing to talk further about it. Shaves beard? Oh, he, he is a modern Orthodox, uh, so no beard. But he uh, he says his wife doesn't ride the subway at all. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we talk about it here. John always asks the question, would you let your children ride the subway? And my answer to that is no, I wouldn't let my kids ride the subway. And Lee Selden, I have a quick question to ask you. So clearly the MTA has a shortfall. Everybody's blaming the MTA for the congestion tax. Remember back when Cuomo actually approved it, they called it a commuter tax. At the end of the day, the MTA just needs the money, right, to kind of fill that shortfall. Governor Hochul, could she have balanced the budget a different way, or is there a way to get the money somewhere else to kind of do improvements or whatever the money that they need to keep them keep them on track? It seems to me that there could have been another way to get funding. All these taxes, the pot, all these things that are going on, and yet she wants to put it on the back of um, average Americans, middle Americans, trying to go to their doctor's appointments and, and go to work, go to their cancer treatments at the hospitals in Midtown? Yeah, and people just can't afford it. And you know, on top of the economic impact, the, the irony here, and we saw this play out with the London examples, that you'll end up with more congestion on side streets in Queens and Brooklyn. You'll have more truck traffic on the Staten Island Expressway. You'll have more truck traffic in the Bronx. So you'll end up actually with more congestion, which was the irony of, of the London example. Now, as it relates to the MTA, we were just talking about one of the best ways to increase revenue is to have more people riding, the, 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 whether it's a subway or it's a bus or whatnot, more people to have faith and trust in the system. I'll also tell you that one of the other issues is fair jumping. Like the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg came in on day one, and he issued his day one memo on all different kinds of offenses. He said uh, he was not going to prosecute. And we all remember about a month ago that NYPD uh, officer who ends up in a fight with a 16-year-old in the subway, where a few days earlier he was committing a violent robbery back out on the streets. He was trying to fair, fair jump. The officer tried stopping him. The 16-year-old then fights him, thinking he's entitled to. And he actually went in front of the judge asking if he could press charges against the officer uh we have to tackle the fair jumping there's money to be saved there you can look at the vendor contracts uh you can look at ways to cut down overtime abuse there's a lot to look at but fundamentally improving faith in the service improving ridership uh having people feel safe uh, this all goes to to that answer and the last thing i would just add to uh the, the last point we're talking about which is not not quite underground with the subway but uh, something else that here on the street at the beginning of the week, I was meeting with somebody who was talking about how one of the things that he loved about life in Manhattan is the ability to just go walk 10, 15, 20 blocks on a beautiful Manhattan night and and just enjoy life in the Big Apple. And he says now with his family, his wife, his kids, if they have to go two blocks, they'll call an Uber. They don't feel comfortable at, at nighttime walking these these streets. And it's just important for us to bring back that dream. People who have an American dream, which is a New York dream, which is a New York City dream, we have to bring that back 
to life. And the key fundamental there is public safety. Lee, it's, it's Richard Weinberg again. I want to ask you, why is it so hard for uh, Kathy Hochul to make a date with you to have some debates? What is she afraid of? She will, she will lose if she has a debate. She'll lose more if she doesn't have a debate. And the absentee ballots start going out in seven days. And uh, it's, I believe it's important. You know, she says that I'm extreme. Maybe it's extreme to propose that we have debates before people vote not after people vote. And I don't know if what she has in mind is a 3 p.m. Uh, non-televised debate the day before an election. She's just not saying where, when, how many. I believe that we should have at least five debates, and we should have them in different locations around the state. I'd debate her in all of the media markets everywhere. But here's the point. She hasn't even accepted one debate. It, it's debate time. And, and you know, she I believe that we should repeal cashless bail, give judges discretion away danger. Well, since that's what Mayor Adams is asking for. Lee Zeldin, it's interesting yes, you say about the cashless bail, because coming on uh, after you and you're welcome to stay on for a few minutes is uh, Gary McCarthy. They, Illinois just went crazy today. I think the governor, uh, Pritzker, I mean, I guess. I mean, being rich and Hyatt uh, uh, chain, uh, you, lost his makes it, you lost lose his your brains. brain somehow. They, what are they doing exactly, Judge? They're making it. There's, there's only going to be a handful of bail eligible crimes, Lee, in the, the state of Illinois, and including second degree murders. You're not going to be able to set bail. It's going to be even worse than New York. Just when you thought New York was the worst place to be in terms of protecting the public safety, they're going to make Illinois even worse. On January 1st of 2023, the Safety Act will commence in the state of Illinois. This act will get rid of cash bail in its system in its entirety. The name Safety is an acronym for safety, accountability, fairness, and, and equity. We got Gary today. McCarthy <laughs> on the phone, and he used to be the number two guy at the NYPD, I believe, right? Right. He was a former. Police superintendent, also a top cop here at the in the NYPD. Uh, Gary, Gary, just how bad is this? Does this mean for Illinois? I mean, I just I can't even imagine. We're talking about crimes like second degree murder, not to be bail eligible. Yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. The criminal justice system is just not able to do its job under the policies and laws that are being set by politicians. It's it's really that simple. And, and when I say the system, I'm talking about everybody from judges to beat cops, everybody from corrections officers to, you know, chiefs of police. Um, it, it's really insane. I mean, they, they fired. I don't they, understand the end game. Gary, I don't understand what the goal is. They fired you because you were doing your job. You, you brought some of the crime down in, in Chicago. They didn't want that. No, and, and you know what, John, if you guys have a chance, and I don't know if you could look it up, there is a really stark commercial that just came out against both Governor Pritzker and Laurie Lightfoot. And it's a woman walking down the street, and it's a ring bell. And it, and it says, just another Sunday afternoon in Lakeview, which is a great neighborhood out here in Chicago. And she gets jumped by four guys, and, and there's no sound on the, on the actual commercial except for the woman screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming. And it really tells the story of what's going on here. When on a Sunday afternoon, one of the nicest neighborhoods in Chicago is not safe. And, it, and it's only going to get worse. It's we have on the phone with us uh, Congressman Zeldin, who's running for governor of New York State. Any questions, uh, Lee Zeldin, for uh, Gary? 
Well, I guess, uh, you know, the Prisoners for Pritzker Coalition would like to know where they can donate to his re-election. <laughs> <laughs> well said. I think there's something about a commissary in there. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Lightfoot already looks like she's pulling her hair out. She'll be bold by the end of this. I mean, well, crime is already out of control in Chicago. This is only going to make it worse. And they only have 48 hours to charge someone to, like, put their case together. So we're going to have murderers. Free left and right. Gary McCarthy. So cops, they must be freaking out. I mean, I can't imagine any cop wanting to stay on the job or anybody in the DA's office wanting to stay on the job with this. Well, they're about bailing out of the DA's office at the top levels uh, on Kim Fox um, here in Crook County, as we like to refer to it. <laughs> and And at the same time, we've got police officers walking away from pensions with like 11 years on the job. I mean, you're more than halfway to where you need to be, and they're walking away, and they're going to other places, and and it's just pathetic. We have the, the same problem in New York. Absolutely, we have the, the same problem in New York. Absolutely disgruntled, sitting on their hands. There's no reason to get involved. You're only going to get in trouble. Um, there's no point to the system right now, and it's got to change. It has absolutely got to change. Lee Zeldin, what are you hearing from cops on the ground? I mean, it's impacted them in many different ways. One is they feel like they're unable to do their job. We see it with some of the discovery law changes that were made. They obviously complain about uh, the changes on cashless bail. Uh, In New York City, they've attacked qualified immunity. Now they're trying to attack qualified immunity statewide. Morale is taking a hit. They feel like elected officials don't have their back. It's not an easy job as it is. And it's just important to support any man or woman who wants to selflessly serve to protect a community. And that's just not the direction that things are heading right now. And it's uh, it's spreading now to other cities and states elsewhere. Lee Zeldin, would you allow your daughters, your two, your, they're, they're adorable, your daughters, and your beautiful wife, would you allow them to walk down the street, say, at 8 o'clock at night right here in Midtown Manhattan? Would you feel well, safe? I, my daughter certainly would not be uh, walking by themselves. I'll tell you, my uh, my wife, she's a she's a tough cookie. So, uh, I, you know, she she can she can handle herself. But um, yeah, I, I certainly would have room for caution and concern. Not so much uh, for whatever she might say, how she might feel safe in a given moment. But I'll tell you, we're starting to you know smell marijuana more on the streets. You're seeing people shooting up crack. Honestly, I mean, the last time, the pr- the prior time that I was riding on the subway, there was a, a, a homeless guy, mentally ill person on the side just masturbating. So, you know, as far as the, the parenting aspect of it, one aspect of this is their safety. The other is, is just about what they get exposed to walking these streets that they weren't exposed to previously. We got one minute left, 30 seconds apiece. Tell us uh, how you feel before, on a Friday afternoon before we hang up. And we have to be optimistic. We live in the greatest country in the history of the world. We have challenges. Yes, uh, we will be once again living in the greatest state of the greatest country in the history of the world. So everyone should roll into the weekend with us despite these challenges that we talk about on air. Well, thank you, Lee Zeldin. And I'll be out in Southampton, your old uh, ground tomorrow morning uh, with our priest, Father Alex. And, uh, and uh, Gary? Come back to New York. Uh, we need help. Well, you know what? I, I'm having conversations with the police chiefs across the country. It's not particular to New York or Chicago, as as Lee was saying. It's spread across the country. And rolling into the weekend, I say, 
put on your Kevlar and keep your head down. Well, thank you so much, guys, and uh, uh, let's pray for America. Let's pray for the world because we're in deep crap. Thank you so much, and uh, let's. Uh, we're going to take a break now, and we're going to come back with Dr. Peter Mihalos with uh, today's revelations. What's going on with uh, with uh, science?